0: This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser and healthier. My name is Julia Sport and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. non-binary friends welcome to the being Bed podcast you're all welcome here i hope you are comfortable i hope you are well hydrated drink that water you know get that eight hours of sleep i hope you are taking care of yourself if you're not i'm gonna find you and beat the shit out of you so yeah take care of yourself oh my god i'm all over place today um yeah welcome to the show it's great to have you here with me i'm gonna start off this episode as i always do so with the recommendation of the week segment and this week i thought that you know it's winter i mean in the northern hemisphere. so if you are in the land down under <laughs> oh my god i hope i'm not too much today uh, but yeah if you're in the land down under i hope you're having a great summer but right now here it's currently winter And it's not great and it's kind of hard to cope with this weather and with the very, very short days. So I decided to recommend you something that will brighten your day and make you laugh a bit. Um, And that is going to be a comedy special that I recently watched. It's actually a stand-up that I found on Netflix. It was by Jenny Slate. I'm pretty sure it's called Stage Right. So you may find it very relatable, you may not. It's actually just about you know anxiety it's about you know worrying about what other people think it's about feeling comfortable with yourself or learning how to be comfortable with yourself it's about being a woman and about you know trying to understand what being a woman really is and what it is you know when you are raised as a very religious person and then you decide maybe i'm not into that anymore um so i found this comedy special very lovely Jenna is such a great person and she is yeah she's just relatable and i think we all look for that in a good stand-up so i really recommend that it's uh, you can find it on netflix it's Stage fright by Jenny Slate, and I hope you enjoy it. And now let's get into this episode and let's answer the question that is the main question of today, and that is, Are you bullshitting yourself? And I can answer that for you already um, based on my experience, which is, Yeah, for sure, I am. And the reason is a bit more complicated than that. Um, so, basically, in one of the previous episodes, I talked about How in such a complicated world that we currently live in, being sure about something is sort of ridiculous. I mean, in the scientific world, we keep finding out that the things we were once certain of aren't actually true and you know the world is built in such a way that the more you learn the more you realize you actually know very very little you know when you answer one question doesn't matter if it's a scientific one or more like spiritual one when you answer one question 10 more arise which are you know significantly more complex and difficult to explore than the original one and so I recently embraced this uncertainty. And this is something that I talked about right in one of my previous Inside of the Week segments. Um, and yeah, I decided to distance myself from the things that I see as my values and my truths. I really, I stopped defending my values so passionately because I realized they are simply results of my personal experiences um, and the fact that I think that they are the quote-unquote truth doesn't make them so doesn't make them the objective truth um, and m- most probably if I had different experience I would have different truths and I would be as certain of them as I am of these ones and it's kind of there is no one that can tell which is actually truth I mean maybe there will one day but it's hard in this world to decide and yeah I just think I cannot trust myself in that knowledge and I cannot actually trust anyone because without knowing objectively everything about the world and everything that we yet don't know we don't know um without that knowledge is just very subjective and that's what I talked about in the past and then after recording that it also made me think that you know since I cannot trust myself in the things that I see as true how can I really trust my thoughts as whole I mean they are just results of my very biased brain biased in its experiential knowledge because you know it is extremely subjective as well as biased because of the driving forces of my brain you know my brain simply wants food and rest and sex and belonging with the tribe and um, possessions Uh, but in this day and age because of the way we think of ourselves where we want to see ourselves as not these primitive animals and so our brain often will disguise these motivations as more sophisticated ones you know and these primitive problems of you know food rest sex as more deep advanced and enlightened ones and so this disguising this pretending that our brain does most of the times without us knowing is the reason why I think that most of the time we don't know, that we are just bullshitting ourselves. And this is what I want to talk about today. And also the reason why I think of this is that I was recently feeling like I want to meet with someone. You know, I had a very long weekend of working and grinding and I decided, you know, I want to meet someone. I want to talk to someone. And then I kind of checked myself and realized, well, I don't think it's actually that I want to talk to someone. I think what I actually want... Is for someone to talk to me. I think what I deeply want and kind of disguise it, but what I want is for someone to ask me how was my weekend, how am I feeling, what am I struggling with. And I think what has made me question myself is you know this story that I heard. I think on one of like a podcast, maybe it was Ramdas who said that. Um, Anyway, those the story of this Buddhist monk who was obviously a vegetarian, but he once every ten years he would participate in this meat eating competition just to check if he wasn't really lying to himself and if he wasn't too attached to his beliefs because Buddhists believe that attachment is the main cause of suffering. And so yeah, he just he just decided to every once in a while. Take part in this meat eating competition with the people that he usually would not, you know, hang out with just to check if uh, the things that he views as values, you know, things as truth are really true because, you know, the world keeps changing and we are changing. And sometimes if something felt true to you 10 years ago, maybe you change and maybe now it won't anymore. So I think this story really made me rethink my values and and because of this story I felt like I need to develop this habit of checking myself for bullshit you know I can really often just lie to myself without knowing yeah like I said like I can think that I want to call someone to talk to them when in reality the thing that I want is for them to talk to me and I know this is terrible and I want to fight this but I think It's more common than you would think. And we just aren't aware of this. Or, you know, another example. I can think I don't have the time to start a new hobby or to work out more or work out better. When in truth, I am just scared of failure or I just don't feel like, you know, working out. And, you know, there is nothing wrong with not feeling like doing something. It's completely fine. But only as long as you are honest enough with yourself to admit that, then it's completely fine. If you're okay with that, you know, it's okay to rest and it's okay to not be productive all the time. But if we are honest enough with ourselves and if we are okay with that, but often we are not, Honest with ourselves, and our brain can be a very good liar, and it can be extremely hard to realize that you have been bullshitting yourself for years. And usually, that lie is just a coping mechanism or a way to avoid stress and pain. So, in a way, your subconscious just doesn't want you to learn the truth simply because it will hurt. And sometimes, very deep down, we do know that we are lying to ourselves, but Aaron just ready to face it and that is completely fine, you know, coping mechanisms are there for a reason but I would argue that most of the time the lie is harming us more than the truth would. You know, sometimes facing the truth that, for example, the reason why we are not going to the gym is because we are insecure of our body, knowing that will allow us to face that fear but pretending it's not there and we just don't have the time to go to gym will not allow us to grow. But yeah, in order, I think, for us to grow and develop, I think first we need to just explore and talk about the ways our thoughts may be lying to us. And through doing some research and through thinking about my own experiences, I found five main ways our brain will lie to us. And the first one is through overgeneralizing. Um, you know, our brain is a very complicated organ and while our brains have developed in a magnificent way to help us to learn, to grow and to thrive, we still need to be cautious of believing everything that it will tell us and that is because our brain deploys these hacks and shortcuts to make sense of all the information we receive and attend to. And in particular, when we are tired and overloaded and under pressure, this you know, would usually be when we feel a threat or out of our comfort zone. And this is usually when our brain will deploy these shortcuts. And these shortcuts can be extremely damaging because we can hastily jump to conclusions. For example, imagine you are showing your... Favorite movie to your new partner. So you're excited for them to see it and you just are very excited to see their reaction. So you play it, but then you notice that they are not as excited about it as you are. And you know, they go to the toilet without asking you to pause the movie and you are just like, oh my God, how is this happening? And you start spiraling. You think, oh my God, they hate this movie. Oh, they're awful. No, I must be awful. Is it bad that I like this movie? This must be a bad movie. Oh lord, I'm such a loser. I'm watching these boring movies and force my partner to watch it and now they are going to hate me and leave me and I will die alone. And yeah, if you are anything like me, I think you are at least a tad familiar with this scenario and with these thoughts. Um, You know, our brains love to predict the future, even though they are really bad at it. They love to predict the future. And in order to do that, um, they need to think using these sort of boxes. And because of these boxes, lack of interest in a movie means boredom. And boredom means unhappiness. And unhappiness means we are a bad partner. And that means we will just, you know, die alone. At least that is what it means for our very black and white loving brain it just loves to predict and jump to conclusions and because we tend to be pessimistic we usually predict the worst case scenario and when we face one challenge or a negative outcome we become convinced that it will be repeated in the future uh, in similar situations for example if i didn't get this job offer i will not get the next one obviously but the thing is, every situation presents its own unique opportunities and challenges and focusing on each situation in its own wholeness and uniqueness allows specificity and relevance to occur, which is far more useful than overgeneralizing when it comes to you know just processing the information we take in from the environment. So this is the first and very, I think, common way that your thoughts may be lying to you. And the other is through emotional thinking. Uh, you know, your thoughts are possibly the most powerful influence on how you feel and how people perceive you. More than events happening in your life, your thoughts determine how you feel. But the problem is, yeah, like I said, your thoughts are usually lying to you. The emotion that sparked about a thing very often makes you forget that is just a thought. A movie that makes you scared isn't a scary movie per se there's nothing inherently scary about it but it's hard for us to distance the thought from the emotion and the reality from the thought we kind of just put it all together and see it as a whole and also I think the hardest thing about all of this is that very often we also confuse ourselves with our thoughts we seem to believe that we are the thoughts that we have You know, we say, I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm insecure, but that is not exactly true. You are not sadness. You are a human being that experiences a state of what we call sadness or insecurity or anger. And by identifying ourselves with an emotion, we just feed that emotion and it can take over and it can even cause things like rages or panic attacks that are so strong that no part of the reasoning mind can help it so I think it's important to remember that we are not our feelings and we are not our thoughts and our feelings are transient and they will come and go and therefore it's important to be able to just kind of step aside from how we are feeling and recognize that our emotions are just a part of what we are experiencing but they do not define who we are and who other people are And another way in which we are lying to ourselves is also through sort of all or nothing thinking. You know, this is where we see things as only black or white, you know, ones and zeros. And for example, you know, either everything is totally great or it's a total disaster, or that he's either really into me or he despises me, or either I like pineapple on pizza or totally hate it, or I can either be a democrat or a republican, or I can either be a believer or an atheist. But the thing is the world is not black and white and there is a lot of gray area and you don't really have to either love pineapple and pizza or hate it. You can be indifferent about it and that is completely fine. And I think this also, this all or nothing thinking also translates to the way we make decisions because our brains often lie to us by making us think that we only have two usually opposing options. For example, you either pass this final exam and get into that dream college or you fail and end up working you know in burger king of course no offense to anyone working at burger king we love you and we just you know we thank you for your service please don't feel offended but yeah we often just are prone to this all or nothing black or white thinking and the world is complex and we are very bad at predicting and there is never a scenario where you can just have these two options there is always a way i really love this it's a very simple quote and i think everyone knows it but i i often like to remind myself that there is always a way sometimes when i feel like i am in a jam when i don't have any options that feel sensible and reasonable i just remind myself that maybe i am not able to notice them now and Through meeting new people and experiencing more, another option, another way will suddenly appear. And there's always another way. And when it comes to yeah, just this black and white thinking, life is far too complex for situations and events to just be broken into these two extremes. And instead, there are many shades of gray in between. So it's important to be able to unpack and discover what lies within these shades of grey as this is where more accurate meaning and interpretation can be just realized. So it's very useful to distance yourself and check yourself for the bullshit because very often it's not that you can either choose A or B. If you're a long time listener, you will know that I have to talk about negativity bias because yeah, I think it's a big way in which we often lie to ourselves, maybe not directly lie to ourselves. But yeah, I think negativity bias is such a strong tendency of ours. So for anyone actually uh, new here, negativity bias is just our tendency to give more attention to bad things and events rather to these positive ones. And, you know, this is simply a result of our survival instinct that just needs to focus on possible dangers like, you know, a lion jumping out of a bush. So it's absolutely understandable that we would just negatively overthink the future. Uh, But the thing is, now, in this day and age, there aren't really as many real-life dangers as, you know, were in the savannah, but... We are still as anxious as and as prone to negative spiraling. And we often forget that these assumptions that we make aren't great representation of reality. But I think we all tend to think of the worst case scenario whenever just something goes wrong. So a good example would be um, like trying a new hobby. So imagine you are learning how to skateboard and after a couple of pushes you fall and everyone notices it and you hear just some sounds you will automatically assume that these sounds um, coming from the people are just you know them laughing at you and you think that you will never want to do it again because you will just assume that it will happen again that you will fall and everyone will you know laugh and actually they all thought of you as the funniest and most ridiculous person because you fell and it was embarrassing But, you know, the reality is actually very far from that. It was most probably just the people didn't really notice you because it's a normal thing. But negativity bias can be a bitch. And we are very closed in our perspective and we assume the worst. And negativity bias is also connected to the way we recall situations from the past and you know, when we only can recall negative outcomes and negative events or interactions that have happened to us during the course of our life and shout out anything positive that occurred. So for example, when recalling a date that you just had, it's very likely that you will only focus on you know the way you awkwardly shook hands at the beginning but you will not remember how you know they laughed at your joke and how they really you know kept maintaining an eye contact or whatever. I think it's very easy to fall prey to this trap when you know things feel challenging or actually when it's just normal life and we often fail to notice all the great things we have achieved so far, and how we felt during those times when we have achieved or done something different. So, I think maybe a perspective switch could be very, um, very helpful in that. And yeah, I just I talked about negativity bias in the past. So, scroll down the feed to find that. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to our brain and you know, the way we bullshit ourselves is just the mind reading and this is something that i think is connected to the thing that th- things that i talked about mind reading is when we make these quick assumptions and conclude that someone is thinking usually something negative about us without really demonstrable evidence Uh, So for example, getting upset if someone has not replied to a message straight away or has not commented on one of your social media posts and without considering any possible reasons as to why uh, these oversights may have happened, you know, we often just quickly jump to assumptions that, you know, are often very narrow or inaccurate or misleading, but we think that, you know, they hate us or they don't care about us and we are very bad at mind reading, we are very bad at predicting the future. Uh right, because of negativity bias, because of just us being very subjective. And it's very hard for ourselves to to imagine how would it be to be a different person. This is why we, you know, have wars and this is why we cannot agree on any political stuff basically. Because we are very closed in the way we view the world and it's very hard for us to imagine the perspectives of other people and this is you know why mind reading usually is a very very bad option because yeah it's usually incredibly ineffective and a very bad representation of reality. So this is how we often lie to ourselves and I don't want to leave you here just knowing that because um, I think that first we need to learn about our bad tendencies, but then we need to explore how we can get better. You know, this is a Being Better podcast. We have to talk about how to get better. You know, this is sort of a responsibility and the purpose of the show. So I cannot leave you here. Uh, so I want to talk about how we can become more self-aware because I think through self-awareness, we can right realize how we are bullshitting ourselves and then find ways to live with reality and deal with reality and that will only help us grow um so i think the first thing that you should do before you start any practice i think what you should do is be kind to yourself because i think sometimes we just lie to ourselves only because we don't want to be judged ourselves I think our subconscious is often just kind of scared of us so I think when you will start any self-awareness mindfulness practice you need to be very respectful of what you find because there is usually a reason why you've been avoiding these thoughts these bad you know this this scary truth and that usually is because you know it's hurtful so If you notice that, you know, in meditation you are tired or sad, please respect these feelings and treat yourself accordingly. So if you are tired, please don't say, you know, I'm a lazy loser that just wants to go to bed. But say, you know, I've been working a lot and maybe I deserve to just go to sleep. And yeah, I think... Of course, mindfulness practices like I said meditation um can be very helpful, but I think for people that are just beginners, this actually might be a bit counterproductive because um in meditation you are usually focusing on your breath and not really on your thoughts. You kind of are supposed to um think about nothing. You notice But, you know, usually you come back to your breath. And I think when it comes to starting a self-awareness practice, something that could be more helpful than meditation in this could be actually um, maybe journaling or talking to yourself. Again, long-time listeners will know that I am a big fan of talking to yourself. I think it's very helpful. Um, It also is a very helpful way to develop this relationship with yourself. So if you want to become more self-aware, I think, you know, journaling or talking to yourself would be very helpful and to do that in order to start I would recommend to start with two questions so if you can talk to yourself do that if you don't want to you can journal but write down these two questions first one is what am I feeling right now on this second or yesterday or whatever what am I feeling and why am I feeling that um, sometimes it's very hard to just think about yourself and right talk to yourself so I think these two questions can really put you on the right track and then you can dive deep into whatever you're feeling and again I will remind you to be respectful of what you find because it might not be pretty because right there is a reason you've been avoiding this so be kind to yourself and talk to yourself and you know it's what crazy people do but sometimes you have to be a bit crazy and as my last piece of advice I would also recommend you to try endurance sports because I think for me the uh, way I developed self-awareness is probably because as a child I was a competitive swimmer and then later on I got into running and you know in these sports you don't have a way to run away from your thoughts you need to sit with your thoughts and listen to them for hours on end doing a very repetitive task such as you know swimming a backstroke or just running in the forest so I think you know you need to kind of push yourself into situations in which you cannot escape your thoughts and I think endurance sports can be very helpful with that and yeah they also you know will make you more healthy and fit so you know uh, two birds with one stone you know so yeah this is all I have for you this week I hope this was helpful I think self-awareness is super important and I hope that you learned something From this episode and you will start this practice Uh, because you know sometimes we run away from these uncomfortable thoughts but what i keep saying um, and another quote that i love is that you cannot repair something until you realize it's broken and without knowing without being self-aware and without realizing that you might actually be bullshitting yourself and the reason why you are looking for a relationship is not because you want to be in a relationship with someone it might be that you just want someone to be in a relationship with you and sometimes realizing these uncomfortable thoughts will lead you to growing and will lead you to a more healthy and happy life you know this is what we are all about on this podcast so yeah this is all this episode was a bit all over the place but like I said I hope you learned something I have to go actually I have a meeting in 10 minutes so I My very short insight will be, you know, that pineapple on pizza is actually fine. And actually, I just really dislike people arguing about, like, dietary choices or, like, stuff that they like to eat. I think it's just so stupid like everyone tastes things differently you know there are people who cannot eat chocolate because they have so many taste buds that you know chocolate is just too overwhelming for them so depending on how many of different types of taste buds you have and the way your brain developed you will experience tastes differently and i just you know arguing about what type of pizza is good or what kind of coffee is good or if coffee is better than tea or vice versa. I think it's so pointless and it drives me crazy and this is my inside of the week. It's very short, it's very random, but I'm just so tired of it and I hope um, that you can spend your Christmas with all kinds of people and all kinds of pizzas and that you will, you know, share that and respect one another. So I hope you will have a great rest of your week. Please, please, please take care of yourself and, if you can, of someone else too. Being Better is edited and produced by Julia Sport. You can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website, beingbetter.info. And the Instagram is at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by word of mouth. So if you can, please tell your family, your friends and what the hell, also tell your enemies, you know, we don't discriminate on this podcast. So tell them about the show, tell them about why you like it and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host. You can also share it on social media platforms and if you tag us, we'll make sure to reply. Thank you so much for joining us today and I'll speak to you very very soon.